everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live postgame. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Yeah, that was just, that was fucking embarrassing. There's nothing I... I've been able to find the silver lining in a lot of games this year. Um, no excuse for, uh, just no freaking excuse for that sort of effort tonight. I don't know what the solution is for that. Um, you know, all year I've said this is gonna, this is going to be a learning process this first half of the season. I think I saw today they've been on the road like 26 of the first 37 days or 26 of the last 37 days, something like that. Um, sure, but I, yeah, no. They, just to come out and play that way tonight uh, against your rival, big game coming off that disappointing one in, on Long Island the other night, um, just not good enough. Pure and simple, not good enough. That was terrible top to bottom. Would love to point out some people and blame, you know, uh, whoever for the shortcomings, but it, it was that was a top to bottom full team uh, spanking tonight. Bummed to see Hart give up one at the end. Thought maybe at least he could get something going. Not saying he won't. I fully expect Carter Hart to come out of whatever you know funk he'd been in uh, for a couple of games that uh, saw him get pulled and all that. Uh, we definitely know he'll be starting Friday. Uh, that's for sure. Can't imagine. Any scenario in which Brian Elliott would be going back in after giving up six. So uh, just, a, just a fucking embarrassing effort. Everyone sucked. They Just everybody sucked. There was not nearly enough life, not nearly enough fight in this team. Was it the end of the second period when Travis Konechny finally, like, somebody took a run at somebody? This is Flyers-Penguins. I know we don't play hockey like that anymore. It's just not. But show me a care. Do something. I was just begging for a fight. Anything to let me know that you're not happy with the way things are going. Just going out there and, all right, well, maybe we can win this shift. Uh, clearly, you will not. That was just one of the – that's one of the worst Flyers games of uh, recent memory, honestly. Um, I know we've been disappointed in them for a while, over a few years now. Um, I'm right there with you. But as somebody who is holding out hope, as somebody who does very much believe the second half of this season will look much better than the first, just because of the extenuating circumstances, new coach, some new guys, young, some young players, still missing Nolan Patrick, um, guys on the Phantoms who are still going to be here, all that notwithstanding, you can lose. You can lose. And you can even lose by a lot sometimes. But that shit tonight was just, that was just unacceptable. Um, that's it. That's all I have. Let's turn it over to you. Holy shit, was not expecting clean shaven Bill tonight. What happened? I just did not like that goatee. Um, I'm not, I, I, if I can go my shitty chin strap into neck beard with full goatee, sure. I can go just mustache, but just the goatee. Um, the guy who cut my hair for the makeover was was all about it, and I thought, you know, give him a shot. This is what he does. Uh, he put some time and effort into it. I'd recommend Razor Bar to anybody. Go and get that hot shave. It's awesome. I just didn't like the goatee, so that's that. Uh, hard to believe uh, that's that it's a team that that team won three in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think this is – I think there's going to be a lot of 
bumps along the way, especially in this first half. Um, but this was just I all the excuses and all the extenuating circumstances that I do believe affect this team for this part of the season are out the window tonight because to just not have the fight or energy going into Pittsburgh after the type of game you played against the Islanders, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that can possibly let me explain that away, even if I'm looking for a reason to. Yeah, the defense, the team defense has been so good coming into tonight, uh, or at least coming into these last two games. The defense, the team defense has been very good. Uh, I'm not usually, I think, oh, man, Provorov, Sanheim with the turnovers. I think that can be overrated because guys who have the puck a lot turn the puck over a lot. Look at the list of guys who lead the team in turnovers every year. It's um, most of the best players in the league. But just when and where affect turnovers so much more. And Sanheim with a couple behind the net, Provorov with a couple behind the net, just – making dumb decisions. It's not even so much the mishandling of the puck. I can deal with that. Physical mistakes happen. Not knowing where to go with it, that's unacceptable. You're in the NHL. You need to be able to make a simple outlet pass or chip it up the boards if you have to. If you have nothing else, kill it and start over. Put it in your pocket and eat it. You know, anything other than that. It was the team defense tonight, the, the energy on the back check, all of it bad. What changes would you make to the defense? Can anything be done? Um, I, I, it's, I, I want Phil Myers up, but it's not like Phil Myers is some savior. I'm trying to improve the third pair. It just I, Sanheim, Provorov, and Gostaspair need to play better. I know they have better in them. That's all there is to it. Uh, Shawnee Hill, welcome. Uh, Shawnee Hill says it's not an atypical start for an uh, Elaine Vigneault coach team. It's not. A lot of his teams get off to slow starts, and this isn't even necessarily a slow start. They're 500. They're 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. That's not the worst start in the world. That's completely recoverable. This team, we've seen them lose 10 in a row and make the playoffs. Um, it's, it's just the, the way they played tonight was disgusting. I don't think it's the end of the world to get blown out once in a while. I don't think losing a couple in a row is time to panic. Time to trade everybody, strip the sea, all that shit. But tonight was just, I, I, I can't explain what I saw out there on the ice tonight because it wasn't NHL hockey on one side at least. Someone needs to light a fire under their asses and get going because until then, it's the Canes. Um, ah, the Canes are pretty good, man. Hey, Bill, do they have the cap space to call up Myers? Uh, if they don't, they're close and they could make it easily. Uh, it was a team effort to lose that one. Yeah, there is, I mean, there is not one person you can pin that on to that shit. Oh, my God. That's, I think, five games in a row coming into this. They get they scored the first goal. Um, it was just ugly from the jump tonight. I thought, I will, like, the first five or so minutes, I thought this is a good even, <clears throat> this is a good even play. And just as soon as, one thing went wrong. It did. I, I've resisted the idea, oh, this is the same team. We're seeing the same issues because I haven't really all year seen the same issues. But tonight it was very much that same team that lets one or two negative outcomes, even if, and I'm not even saying they did tonight, but we've seen in the past, 
even if the process is good, one or two negative outcomes and things just snowball for this team and everything goes to shit. And that is exactly what we saw tonight. As soon as they get that first goal, it's like, oh, here we go. And we shouldn't have that here we go mentality. It's a new year, and you've played pretty well for most of the season. I just – that was fucking disgusting. Sanheim is on the struggle bus. Uh, Ghost successfully made the move. I was happy to see that. Yeah, I saw him. I think Charlie pointed it out on Twitter. I swear that's the first time I've seen it this season. But, yeah, Sanheim has just been not good. Um, just a – ugh, ugh out of Sanheim. Last two nights, really, I, I've just hated what I've seen out of Travis Sanheim. Uh, but it is it is 27 out of 36 games uh, on the road to start the season. Yeah, that's that's what the number was. To start this year, they're 27 out of 36 on the road. Um, I, I, it's going to be tough sledding in the first half. I, not, I don't think it's gonna, they're going to be bad the whole first half. I think it's going to be up and down. I think this team is going to struggle with consistency as the lineup stabilizes, as Carter Hart figures it out, as, um, you know, just chemistry builds between some of these guys who haven't been here all that long. I know there's a group of uh, a group of guys who make up a core here, but a lot of the core has changed, and I think they are going to struggle with some inconsistency to start, but that has nothing to do with effort. That's I, I can deal with losing. I can even deal with getting blown out. But uh, none of my hats fit since I got my hair cut. Like, they're all, like, they all just sit on my head the way they did when I had long hair. Uh, and this is a little better, I guess. Anyway, um, I, I think that this team is going to be better in the second half, but that has nothing to do with effort. You can come out and get blown out. Shit happens. Crosby's really good. If he has a game like tonight, whatever. Um, but you can't just be whatever in your approach. That was just way too casual. Uh, not nearly enough jam, as Peter Laviolette would say. We have to get our heads out of our asses and be ready for the Devils, but this game was a shit show. Uh, but it's still early yet. Yeah, that's... I don't want to put too much weight into one game. Um, it, it's not... If they had just lost tonight, if, if a couple of things had gone wrong and you can still take away positives, like... I've been able to take away positives from pretty much every game this season. I saw nothing tonight. Um, Ghost made the move. That's I saw Shane Gostisbehere um, do something that looked Shane Gostisbehere-esque, and that's good. I guess I guess we can hang our hats on that. But since you mentioned the Devils, I guess we should, real quick, take a look at what is next, because what is next, as I flip the schedule over to November is a Friday night showdown with those New Jersey Devils all the way up in Newark, uh, 7 o'clock puck drop. And if you were looking for somewhere to watch that game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in the Wildwood Crest right there in the Jersey Shore. Easy to get to from any shore point and really anywhere in Jersey. Uh, they have an outstanding selection of beers and great food. Got to tell you, try that roast pork sandwich. You will not be disappointed. And it's a good place to catch a Flyers-Devils game. It's Jersey Shore, so you know there's that meeting of, uh, of, of North Jersey and South Jersey people. There's a uh, Bernie Jersey and a Marty Jersey on the wall in that place, but don't get it twisted. Timmy Fitz is a Philly guy all the way. That's right, the owner, Timmy, Fred, Timmy Fitzpatrick, always there making sure the food is hot, the beer is cold. He's just the man. 
Uh, they have the direct TV package, so you can watch any hockey game or any game that you want. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. Just awesome people there. Got to recommend it. Anyway, let's move on. Um, uh, too much hesitation getting to the puck, always reacting, not act, not acting. Yeah, great. Great point there. Um, I've seen so many. I saw. I pointed out a couple last night. I thought um, the, the one Sam Moran play when Ghost uh, hung him out to dry um, with the bad pinch, Moran was flat-footed and just kind of lunged. That's not what you do. And I saw more of that tonight out of um, – I saw one by Sanheim. And I can't even remember who did the other one, but it was just, yo, man, take the angle, keep the guy in front of you, do what you have to do other than stand still and just kind of hope they run into you. And I saw way too much uh, all around the ice tonight, standing still and hoping the play comes to you rather than making it happen. Absolutely. If we're expecting these kinds of bumps in in the season uh, following this game, I don't want to watch. I want a solidified team where this type of game happens once in a blue moon. We expect these types of games the rest of the season. We may as well. I, and if you don't want to watch, don't watch. I'm just telling you, with a new coach and a bunch of circumstances, like how much they're on the road, they're not going to play well every night. I'm telling you, this was a terrible effort and an inexcusable effort tonight, but this is what it's going to look like, especially in the first half. I very much expect the second half of the season to be better again when the lineup is more set, when they have, when Carter Hart is just more in the rhythm of, of a season, Carter Hart is going to be fine because he's always fine. He's one of the most decorated goaltending prospects of all time. He's been great at every level. He's going to figure it out. That's not a concern. Um, I think at some point the offense will get rolling in that team defense. The team defense has created the offense uh, for these first 10 games before tonight. I don't expect that to go anywhere. I think that's something in Vino's system that they have been able to harness and will be able to take moving forward. I just think that if you want a team that's ready to go 12 games into the season with a new coach and a bunch of new players and a bunch of young guys, you're just, I don't know, pick a new team. Man. This was the first game where last year Haig came back. Uh, hardly the only problem tonight, but he looks so out of place. I would switch him with Myers, no-brainer. Yeah, I can't even blame anything on Robert Haig tonight if the rest of the team looked the way they looked. Um, as I refuse if, you know, if there's a couple of bad plays here and there or the team is good and I just think it can be better optimized, I have no problem saying the bottom of the roster guys aren't the right ones in place. But a game like tonight where they just shit the bed, not going to complain about Robert Haig. Yeah, you know, we know what Robert Haig is. Do the D pairs need to be shifted? I think so. I just don't know to what. Um, I really like the idea of Gostas Bear Niskanen. I think that could really help uh, Shane with his struggles. Um, he needs someone to help him with the breakout. Uh, Haig is not that guy. I know we don't want to put too much, oh, well, the numbers are this and that. And here's what advanced stats tell you. Robert Haig spends a ton of time in the defensive zone. Given that, we know Shane Gostaspair, the place he is least useful is the defensive zone. He'll never be that good there. We need to get Ghost through the neutral zone into the offensive zone. We need to help him do that, not spend all his time on D. I think Niskanen could help him do that. Um, it comes down to who you want to break up. Um, I like Provorov-Braun as a pair. 
but Provorov, Sanheim, maybe to get them both going, I think would be a lot of fun. I think maybe we should kind of go back to Provorov, Sanheim. Wouldn't mind that at all, but end of the day, no one is playing all that well, so it's hard to say, we'll put this guy with this guy because, you know, then they'll get that one going. I, who's playing well right now, especially on the blue line? How do we stop the first period lack of effort slash start? It seems like they've been playing from behind for the last few. Well, they scored the first goal in five straight coming in since tonight. I, sometimes the other team scores first. It's I, 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 It was all-around effort tonight, not effort in the first couple of minutes. This was just a shit game for 60 consecutive minutes. I don't think the starts have been as big of a problem as they were, but I do think that's just something that's going to – um, that's just something that's going to even out uh, as everyone gets more comfortable playing together. They just left Elliott out to dry and Hart two last game. They need to rethink the dump and chase strategy. Yeah, it was working early in the season, so I didn't want to kill it too much because we have seen some teams be able to buck the trends playing heavy dump and chase and win. The LA Kings uh, did it. They won a couple of cups. But every every person who who – um, you know, records games basically will tell you all the math shows a carry-in leads to more goals than a dump-in. Um, against teams that are faster than you, like the Devils, you're just not going to win the races and uh, dump-ins are turnovers. You're just, okay, here you go, faster guy, you're going to win this race because that's you're faster, you know? Um, I, I really, it, they were forechecking, and that's the other thing, it's hard to bring that sort of effort every night. Just Obviously, we want them to try. We want them out there skating their asses off. But some nights, and we've seen it, where they haven't played poorly, but they were just a step slow, and that dump and chase strategy didn't – now, tonight, they were just terrible. So I'm just talking in general. We've seen games this year already where I think the Vancouver game comes to mind, um, where they were just a step slow, and they weren't able to establish that awesome forecheck. And that just – you know, killed the whole game plan. You can't get anything going on offense because you can't sustain anything. TK with that TK slam, smallest dude on the team, laying the biggest energy. Go shouldn't be stuck on third line where he has nobody to pass to. Sandheim not looking like himself. Injury, not the end of the world, just one game. Hart will get it. Patrick will be back. Stewart will sit. Pitlick will sit. That's uh, Pitlick and Stewart being out together. I think Pitlick clearly better than Stewart. Um, but having them both out, that's that's tough. I think at one point tonight, Stewart had played six minutes and was minus three. Um, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, yeah, Ghost is on the third line. Honestly, he just hasn't been good. Um, maybe you put him with Sanheim. I, I don't know how to get these guys out of it because the Proverov, Ghost, and Sanheim have all been bad, and they're the ones I want to mix around and pair two of them together or something like that, and they're, they're just not giving you anything right now. At least there's three days to practice after this. Yeah, I hope this isn't a um, I hope this isn't a burn-the-tape type of game. I hope these last six periods of hockey are burned into their memories. I hope they're embarrassed by this. I hope they rewatch these games and go, we can't play like that anymore. Only positive tonight is Hart getting in there, making some solid saves. Yeah, what did Hart end up with? He played those final 20 minutes. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, stopped eight of nine. So he got in there, made eight straight saves. 
looking a little bit more like himself. Um, if he can take that and turn it into something, that would be pretty cool. You know, um, end of the day, this season kind of does hinge on, hey, if Carter Hart is a 915 or better save percentage goalie, we should be pretty good. If he's not, well, all right, one of the big ifs we were counting on went the other way. Agreed, Bill. Don't let uh, people panic. It's one game. I'm pissed as hell, but this isn't some kind of huge issue. Tonight the team didn't show up. A few teams have gotten blown out this year. The season goes on. Yeah, I mean, it's an 82-game schedule. It's a, it's, a, it's a game of sample sizes. This was These last six periods have been some of the worst we've seen them play, but I... Like, I don't think this is a systemic issue yet. Does something need to be changed? Yeah, whether it's just for one game or bigger than that. I'm not going to sit here and say Vigneault and Fletcher should do nothing. But overall, the overreact, like, I don't think this means they're a bad team. I really don't. I think what I've seen through the first 11 games, the positives still outweigh the negatives. And as more of these circumstances kind of resolve themselves, it will get turned around. But you can't wait around waiting for, okay, yeah, when, when we get our 3C back and when Hart figures it out and this and that. Sometimes you can't wait. Sometimes you have to go in and make things happen, you know, uh, just to send, send some sort of message. I don't know what that message should be. Vigneault and Fletcher have a better grasp on this group than, than any of us possibly could. But there is a line between not panicking and realizing you can't let things like this um, go. You can't let efforts like this just kind of go, especially after the way you played against the Islanders just last game. Um, we'll see. Every single year I go to vacation to Wildwood Crest. I go to the Crest Tavern at least once. I love that place. Tony, I couldn't agree more. They have a slap shop poster in the bathroom. What's better than that? Like, what is better than that? Uh, Phil Myers and Morgan Frost get in the same car. Where are they going and why is it Philadelphia? Yeah, man. Hey, I want them up immediately and bring uh, bring the germ with you. You know, I think it's just get the best players in the lineup and better things will happen. But we also need the guys who, like, Phil Myers coming in won't make Sanheim better. You know, it's not Morgan Frost coming up isn't going to result in more Jake Voracek good play. You know, like I'm just using, these aren't the only guys I'm blaming. They're just the first names that came to mind. I'm just saying the guys here have to do their shit too. Everyone has to be better. I wrote an article. It got published today about how good Kevin Hayes has been. Kevin Hayes, it might've been on that first goal when he just, um, Sanheim had Crosby and, uh, Hayes was in the middle of the ice and he would have taken the pass away and he just left, uh, vacated his positioning and left and chased Crosby. And it's like, no, man, you've been making the heady play all year. Do your part. Don't do someone else's job, too. The minute you start thinking, I have to do their job now, you're not doing yours. Someone jumps in to do yours. They're not doing theirs. You only got five guys. It's a cycle. You're going to run out of guys. We know how that works. Take the Jenga piece away. Eventually, the tower falls. We know. Um, I, I, it's just a frustrating game. Like, I, you can see, like, I am split between being very frustrated and mad about that effort and thinking I still know what I know about this team, and it's they're not that bad. 
but it's not the night for that. You know, it's not the night to go, well, everything's fine. Like, I did that against the Islanders. It's just a game. It's just this. It's just that. No. I, everyone has the right to be fully pissed tonight. Do you think Niskanen and Sanheim could mesh well and then Provy and Braun feel like Sanheim could use Niskanen's steady presence? That's something. Um, I... I mean, I like, uh, I like Provorov and Braun a lot. I think that's a good pair. And I think Ghost and Niskanen. And then, you know, I just wish Sanheim was playing better. If Sanheim was playing better, which is the one thing I thought I could count on coming into this year, based on everything I saw last year, I thought, all right, Sanheim is the most dependable of these guys. That's what I really thought coming into this. Of our three young guys who are here. And then if Sanheim was with Myers, I could live with that. But right now, it just, man all three of them are not good. To be honest, it's a bad effort tonight, but people need to calm their tits. It's only October, people. I, and that's, I'm, I realize it's only October, and I'm trying to do the steady, here we go. It's, it's not as bad as it looked tonight. But two games in a row like this, you have to start to wonder, did they just kind of come out, beat some bad teams, and be mediocre the red like you know it's people have a right to be upset with what they saw tonight but yes it is only october and there's a lot of um there's a lot of circumstances that make me believe this team will be better in time than it is right now but that doesn't help us watching the games every night like it's hard to sit there watching them score their sixth and seventh goal and go yeah but like in two months it's gonna be no uh, yeah, and I think that, but it's still when you're watching the game, it doesn't make you any less pissed at that goal going in. If Hart looks solid against the Devils, would you think about running him out against Toronto? Shawnee, that's a great question. Shit. Hmm. I mean, Elliot has played so much. Uh, what was the last Devils game like for Hart? I know he had some big saves, but did he have a lot? Was he tested a ton? Uh, they were able to put up... Uh, the Devils had 25 shots on goal. So, yeah, if it's another game like that, I'd absolutely think about going back to Hart if he plays as well as he did last time against the Devils, without a doubt. Um, yeah. I would uh, I would definitely consider, based on the workload, uh, putting Hart back in the back-to-backs. He's had plenty of time to rest, hasn't been overly taxed to start this year. He's a young guy. Uh, it's not like he makes a ton of flopping saves around there. He's positionally steady. So if it's a if it's a 22, 25, 28 shot kind of night for the Devils, I yeah, I would definitely think about putting him back in for the back-to-backs against the Leafs. Just man, how many times can we run Elliott out there in a week and two weeks? Uh, Provorov bulked up and now skates slow. I don't think I've noticed that. All right. Less blue line blasts, time to get in there deep and rugged, play around the crease. They were doing that a lot to start. Um, what were the, uh, what did we have shot total wise from the point tonight? That's something I always like to look at. Um, Sandheim and Haig, two shots on goal. Provorov, one. Ghost and Braun, one. Niskin and none. And they didn't get a ton, at least to the net from there, and we had a lot of, uh, but I, I just think there needs to be a more concerted effort to get back to the tough areas like they were when they were getting that forecheck going, and they were so dominant uh, in that area to start the year. Passes from behind the net result in goals. 
It's not about getting it from the half boards to the point. That gives the goalie so much time to track the puck. Oh, you're out there, now you're up there, and the puck. Like, you make him look behind him, and then you get it right out in front of him and shoot, and he doesn't have time to turn his head around. The only player on the ice looking at the right thing is the guy shooting the puck when the pass comes from behind the net. Every time. They need to start getting back there and running their offense from below the goal line, from below the bottom of the circles. And, yeah, I think they'll have a lot more success. I've been banging that drum for years. Um, They started to do it to start this year, and it was encouraging. I do think there needs to be, again, just a more concerted effort to get behind the net. We don't have the type of players to be using dump and chase. We could use a little bit more speed for it. I thought they did it effectively early. I just think it's very hard to replicate the type of effort it takes to forecheck like that every single night. I, it's, that's, it just doesn't happen. I don't care what kind of team you have. It's hard to replicate that effort. Um, I want to see more carrying of the puck out from, from every skater. I want to see defensemen carrying the puck out of the zone more. I want to see less chip-ins, less dump-ins once they get out of the zone and get over the red line. Just way too much. Uh, just way too much giving up possession of the puck willingly. Um, I get it. You want to get in. You want to hit their defenseman. You want to create turnovers. That's all. Oh, my laundry's done. Awesome. That's all well and good, but I have control of the puck and then go and make a play with it. Not have control of it, give it up, go get it, and now try to make up. That's an extra step. That's just an extra step. Does A.V. legit want G at center? Is he just waiting for Patrick and Lawton? Yeah, I just think they don't have they don't have three centers who are good enough to play in the top nine. Uh, I haven't – I think he's been better at center this year than he was last year uh, when they did it. But um, still, it's I don't think anyone thinks it's the best way to go about uh, building this team. I just think they've been hit with the injury bug early. I would love to see Morgan Frost up here and the Jerem up here right now if if it was possible. But um, there's only so many roster spots. There's only so much cap space. Sometimes you just have to do the less – the like you just have to take your medicine sometimes, and that's Drew at center right now. Uh, I think he's been better than he was last year, but I still don't think he's good at it. And Like I don't think he's – he's not called Drew at center anymore, you know? When he's on the wing, he looks like that guy. You know, it's just it's a shame. But there, the injuries hit him early at that position. Why doesn't Sanheim go back to being paired with Provorov? I I like those two together. I think it's a, I think they bring a lot of different elements, and they both are good enough at all aspects of the game that they balance each other well. It's not like, well, this one's the puck mover, and this one's the stay at home. I think they both can play well in their own zone, even though, you know, recently it hasn't looked that way. I think they both can move the puck. I think they both can be effective in the offensive zone. But it's just they both have been not good. I, that's, I, I can't take two guys who are playing like shit, put them together, and hope that they – I mean, maybe that's the way to go. Just go, well, you both suck. I'm going to play you together. <laughs> Maybe that would work. Uh, light a fire under him, like someone else suggested. They just go, okay, this is this is what, you know, this is what it's going to be. But I, shit, man, I don't know. BSH is way more positive lately than I ever expected them to be. You guys on the Flyers payroll now? No, um, no, I just see what they built, and I like, 
I like what this team is supposed to be. That's They're not there yet. They probably weren't going to be this early into the season, given the schedule, given having a new coach, um, and now the injuries on top of that. But, again, none of that excuses the type of effort tonight. You know, that's what I saw, a lack of – like, is, I can't – just a lot. They just didn't seem ready to play hockey at that level, a rivalry level game. They were just, I don't know, just too lackadaisical. I agree. It's only October, but AV's hesitation to put heart in is conspicuous. It tells us something we need to understand. I don't think he was hesitant at all to put heart in. He was waiting till the end of the period because there's a veteran goalie in there with two minutes left. It's what you do. Hart's this. Elliot was the starter tonight. He was going to take one on the chin. That's the way it goes. Hart got in there. He did okay. He started the third. That's what that's what always like happens in that situation, I feel like. Goalie never gets pulled with two minutes left in a period. Let him come. Just let Hart come out as the starter for the third. Bringing up either the germ or Morgan Frost will allow G to move back to the wing. They really should see what they can do to get G to stop being a center. Yeah, I think, again, you know, you're, you're waiting on the Nolan Patrick thing. I don't, I don't know what they think of Morgan Frost. I think he could have made this team if he didn't get hurt in camp. He seems to be uh, – he didn't have a point in, I think, his first three in the AHL, and he's been pretty good since then. Um, haven't had time to watch any Phantoms games this year, but I follow their box scores. Let's give that a look real fast. Player stats. Uh, team websites are terrible for the AHL, but the AHL's actual – uh, like VAHL.com, their stats site isn't the worst. All right, let's see here. Where are you at, Frosty? Yeah, so he's got two goals and four assists, six points in seven games. Um, yeah, didn't have any in his first three, and now four in a row with three points, one point, one point, one point. So, and a ton of, my God, he had, what, eight shots on the 19th against Springfield? That's nuts. Uh, yeah, so uh, I would love to see them up. I just think it's there's just so many moving pieces with the lineup right now because you don't know what's going on with Patrick. And I I think it's going to get figured out. Like, I'm not worried long-term about certain things with this team just because I, th- I, I didn't expect them to be dominant to start this year. It just wasn't going to happen. Um, keeping your head above water, being at 500, come out, win your next one, go from there. Like, I, I just get into November, get into December, and then see what this team really starts to play like because there's just too many extenuating circumstances. But for the 100th time tonight, none of those have anything to do with your effort in this game we just watched. And the effort in this game we just watched was piss-fucking-poor. Sanheim and Myers did play really well together last year. Maybe bring Myers up and see if he can jumpstart Sanheim. Maybe. Um, if Sanheim was playing better, I'd be much more enthusiastic about it, but he's just been terrible so far. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is with the players on the blue line. Because honestly, I thought they started the year well. I thought until this week they'd been fine. But it's only October till we miss the playoffs by a few points. These games matter. We should not accept it. I don't think anyone's accepting it. I think they're accepting the realities of the season. Like, w- all right, but every loss, like if you miss the playoffs by a few points, every loss matter. It like 
I, I don't know, man. If you have 95 points and the, the team that had 96, do you go back to October and point to one game? Right. Every every team ever, that's every team that misses the playoffs ever could do that. Do you think Coots is hurt or it's the system he looks lost? I don't think he looks lost. Um, he's maybe not producing the points at the level we want him to, but uh, the ice is tilted when he's out there for the most part, and he started slow point production last year and was just fine. Um, Sean Couturier is, at this point, the least of my worries. Do you think Ovechkin breaks Gretzky's goal record? Uh, he climbed to 12th all-time tonight with 669. Nice uh, in his age, 34 season. Gretzky has 894. So let's do some math on that. Oh, my phone died. Well, I- I've looked at it, and he needs a couple of elite seasons, and he needs to play then a few years well after his prime. You know, he needs a few more elite seasons and then a few hang-on seasons. I think it just... It's going to be a question of how long he wants to play. I mean, we've heard since he was drafted he ultimately wants to go back to Russia, but I don't think really anyone has said that in a long time. Um, I think it just depends on how long he wants to play because the dude knows how to put the puck in the net. He could very well end up breaking a record that seemed unbreakable, but um, it's so hard to say, like, oh, yeah, he's going to have three more elite seasons and then hold on for five more. Like, something like, it's, it's, man, 894, that's a crazy fucking number. I would have played, like, a few months just to get to 900 if I was Gretzky. Like, what did he retire? Like, his last season in the league, it's not like he was just some guy out there, right? I understand he was old, but didn't, like, his last season was decent, right? Uh, his last year was 98-99, 70 games, 62 points. Only nine goals, though, so 53 fucking assists as a 38-year-old. Oh, my God. Yeah, like his age, like it is, is, his age 36 and 37 seasons, he led the league in assists. My God, that dude was unbelievable. Just, it's unbelievable there were seasons he didn't lead the league in assists, honestly. Um, but, yeah. I, I think the Ovechkin thing, it depends on just how long he wants to play more than anything. Um, and if his you know body is willing to let him play. Like right now, it looks like he's not really slowing down, but, you know, one knee injury or something at, at an advanced age, and it's just like, I don't feel like rehabbing. You know how much work that is? And you miss a whole year. So I think he definitely has more of a chance than I did a year ago. Let's say that. Uh, it seems the team just flings the puck too much around uh, around too much as well. Yeah, just not a lot of um, just not a lot of like just purpose in some of the ways they move the puck. Uh, just uh, I'm just gonna throw it over here and hope someone gets to it. They had some luck at one point under Hackstall um, when he got in trouble with the puck. It was just go hard across ice, and probably one of our guys will get there. And, yeah, sure, that's one way to go about things. But, I don't know, I do think there needs to be more purpose with uh, with what they do with the puck on dump-ins and in their passing uh, pretty much in all three zones. And these players need to be held accountable for this effort. Uh, bring up Germ, Frost, whoever. Vorobiev is trash. I still want to see more out of Vorobiev, but I want to see him in a real fourth-line role, not with Stewart and not with... Um, 
not with Pitlick. Like that's just I want to see Lawton, uh, Raffle, and Vorobiev out there. I would prefer other options, absolutely. Um, but I, I don't think I've seen nearly enough of Vorobiev yet to to say he's a guy I'm looking to move down right now. But then again, I'm not saying keep him up. I just he's not who I'm looking at as someone who should definitely come out of the lineup yet. The game that we lose early in the season is going to cost us at the end of the season, and we'll be watching once again. Yes, but that's every loss. Like, you can point to literally every loss unless a team goes 82-0. and like, that, like, that's just how losing works. You didn't win. So you'll look at the end of the year and go, well, if we won that one, and we won that one, and if we won them all, we'd be the best team of all time. Bill, what are your thoughts if this team isn't even in a wild card position come Christmas time? <laughs> I'd have to see, like, what what is the reason for it? I would have to, like, can't j- I? I wouldn't be happy about it, but I'd I'd like to I'd like to see why, like, who's underperforming? What are the causes of it? You know, who, if anyone, is on the trading block? If losses continue, I, I right now I don't see. I mean, I think Shane Gostisbehere has been on the trading block, but right now he's got the lowest possible value. I. Like, what are you getting for Shane Goss' bear? Outside of him, like, what are you – how are you going to replace Voracek's production given what he makes? Like, no one's no one's going to give you anything all that great if they're taking on Jake Voracek's entire salary. So how do you replace his production? As much as you may not like the guy, 60, 75, 80 points, those are hard to come by. There are pl- there's a list of players who are better than Jake Voracek on the right wing in the NHL. It's not that long of a list, though. I'm not opposed to moving close to en- close to anybody on this team, but I need like what are we getting back? You know, I don't see it. Oh boy, can't wait for the day Giroux, Voracek, and Ghosts get shipped. Uh, then they win the cup elsewhere, and everyone flips out. That management is clueless. Yeah, I mean that's you know. That's just par for the course around here. I was big on Patrick, but if we don't see much of him this season, is it time to call him a bust? Like you said, guys who get hurt, get hurt. Sure, uh, right now he's not dealing with an injury. Right now he's dealing with, you know, migraine disorder. I, I don't know. I don't know when it's time to cut bait on a guy like Patrick because I've seen some in him to make me think he can be a damn good middle six center in this league. Maybe even a high-end 2C, like a um, a Ryan Kessler type. But when do you, when does potential stop being potential? You know, when does – well, he has the potential to be this. It's year five. <laughs> like, Couturier improved his game every year, even if the numbers didn't reflect it. I just haven't – Patrick hasn't – honestly, Patrick just hasn't played enough hockey for me to come to that conclusion. He hasn't played enough NHL hockey. There's always been something. Um, some guys struggle through injuries, and then, boom, they are healthy for five years, you know? Other guys are just always dealing with something. I just haven't seen enough of Nolan Patrick to tell you. Trade Stewart, Voracek, Raffle, Haig, Moran, Pitlick, JVR. Well, half that list no one even wants. Like, okay, let's, Stewart. No one wants Chris Stewart. He was on a PTO and sat there, and nobody wanted him. So you can't trade him. Voracek makes over $8 bucks a year. Very unlikely you're able to trade him. Roffel's a fourth liner. Who gives a shit? He's pretty good at playing on the fourth line. 
Haig isn't good. Nobody wants him. Moran isn't good. Nobody wants him. Pitlick is some guy. No one cares. JVR, JVR scores goals. Why do you not want a goal scorer? That's dumb. So that's that's like the worst list you could have come up with. I don't know why you guys worry about it when people want to trade G. They don't know hockey. Oh, I ignore it, Dave. I just ignore it because it's stupid. It's And the people who say it aren't even being – like they're not even being genuine at this point. They're just in here to try to like get the comments to go crazy. So I just ignore it and don't even mention it. If I'm coach tomorrow, these boys are skating sprints for a few hours in practice. Uh, if I'm the coach, I'm just trying to figure out what went wrong. Like, yes, we love the punitive again, again. Like, but yeah, Herb Brooks, that's all well and good. But I'm just more trying to figure out what went wrong and how to fix it. Um, it's up to the boys to to bring the effort. Maybe AV needs to implement morning game day skates again. Yeah, I don't think that's it because like what. What good did morning skates do for this team for the last decade? That's not it. Losing sucks. We're on to the Devils Friday. That's right. We are on to the Devils on Friday. And uh, if you're looking for a place to watch that game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, my favorite spot to watch a game at the entire Jersey Shore. Uh, Just awesome people who work at that place, and it starts at the top. Starts with Timmy Fitzpatrick. He's always there making sure your food is hot and your beer is cold. And if you're looking to get some hot food, I got to tell you, man, that pork sandwich, uh, but I, I, they, they have a great beer selection. They always have an ice cold uh, sequench ale when I go in there ready and waiting for me. It's just an awesome, it's like your perfect corner bar, your perfect spot to go watch a game. Like I said earlier, they have a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. I don't know a better way to set a tone for a night out uh, watching the game with the uh, with the gang than having a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. That tells me all I need to know about a place. Come on, what's better than that? Uh, but Direct TV package, you can watch any game you want, any hockey game. Timmy Fitz is a huge hockey fan, so you know the games will always be on. But there's always something on at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in the Wildwood Crest. Highly recommend if you're looking for a place to watch that Devils game maybe the Toronto game on Saturday, or any game on the schedule, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Anyone want to visit lovely Newark on Friday, selling two tickets, row two, lower level? Good luck with that. Good luck Good luck with that. We'd be lucky if we got anything for Ghost. Only teams I see any form of interest would be maybe Buffalo or Edmonton. I don't even know there. Like, those teams have been, I, I just really think Ghost can be fixed. Maybe he so desperately needs a change of scenery that they have to move on. But, man, I just – I just see – I just think he can be fixed. I think he can be the dynamic player I've seen out of him, and I just think it would be a huge mistake. Sometimes you move those guys, and even if they're great, um, your team moves on better without them, and that could be the case. I said all off season I expected Shane Gossespierre to be traded. I was surprised he wasn't. I was happy he wasn't because I believe in him, uh, and I just like him. I think he's a cool guy. But um, uh, maybe he just does need a change of scene. I don't know. I don't know the uh, I don't know the answer there. Man, what's going on, Jake? Good to see you as well. Don't the Jets need a defenseman? Say send Haig their way for a few draft picks. Yeah, but like they probably want a good one. They have plenty of bad ones. Uh, and they're, it's funny, they were like the only team in the league for a few years stocked on righties. 
And now they're out of righties. Uh, they lost Tyler Myers to free agency. Bufflin isn't playing. Maybe he's not going to. Uh, they traded Truba. So all of a sudden, their huge uh, right, the stock of right-handed defensemen is gone. Uh, I doubt they'd want Haig, though. Uh, he's a lefty, and he's just not that good. Like, What are you getting for Haig? He's just a guy out there. I guess you could get Taylor Hall for him. So, <laughs> Fucking Adam Larson. What's the recovery time for migraine disorder? I've never heard of that. Well, there, there is no recovery time for it. It's a disorder he's been dealing with his whole life. It's acting up. He's trying. They're trying to figure out a regimen for it. He's doing more in practice. They're figuring it out. Trade everyone for everyone else. But a boom, winning season. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to go about it. Bill, do you think Frost will be brought up by Christmas? I had right after Christmas. That was my guess to start the season. I thought he was going to come up um, like Giroux. And when did Lindblom get his call? Uh, when was that? Let's look that up real fast. Oh, wow, it killed this battery. That's fast. Uh, let's plug in the old laptop here. I'm just hanging out tonight, guys. I have very little to do, and I have to write the power rankings after this. And that takes so long. It's such a pain in the ass that, like, I'm going to put it off as long as possible, honestly. Uh, 17, 18, when did Lindy come up? Where are you? Um, first game, 220. So that was February I think Frost will definitely be up before that. I think Giroux's first game was not including that like two-game emergency call-up he had when he was still in uh, still in junior. I believe his first game up was December 28th. That's what I'm guessing with Frost. But I think it depends on if like they come to a conclusion on Nolan Patrick. If Patrick is good to go at some point soon, that could push Frost back. But it's and I think they're just kind of holding out hope for that. But at some point, like, if it's a few more weeks and Nolan Patrick, they still don't have any answers, you have to bring up Morgan Frost or the germ or somebody to play some center for this team because uh, they don't have enough centers. And putting Giroux at center makes uh, it makes him it makes the team worse. It just makes the team not as good as it could be if he was at wing making uh, making a whole line good with a good center. I, it's just not a good formula. Um, but I, I think Frost is going to depend on Patrick News and how imminent it might be. Uh, if Ghost can be fixed, who fixes him? Does he get sat? Do we pair him with someone else? What will be the jump start? I wouldn't be opposed to sitting him if other defensemen start playing better. Like, they can't – he's both playing poorly and they can't afford to sit him because there's nobody else. Um, they do need to try to put their best lineup out there. And as of right now, he's one of their six best defensemen. Um, if we do get Phil Myers up here soon, if four or five other defensemen suddenly remember what the fuck they're doing and don't look lost, any number of things could help this team. Uh, I don't know what the jumpstart could be. I think it's just coaching, staying the course, and getting his confidence back. I think he's got to play himself out of it. Uh, this is the worst I, He's had the up-and-down seasons. This is the worst I've seen Ghost play. Because for better or worse, he's always stood out. And he's not standing out right now. He's just not He's not flashing good or bad. I'd rather him be making five huge mistakes trying to make plays than just be out there doing nothing. Because at least he's trying to make plays, and that tells me he thinks he can make plays. Right now, he's just not Shane Gostas bad. 
give me Giroux, Hayes, Farabee. Yeah, I mean, that's the line I want to see. We talked about that on BSH last week. I think Charlie said it first when I asked what everyone's ideal lineup consisted of. And, uh, yeah, Giroux, Hayes, Farabee, that's that's one that could be really dangerous. We've already seen some pretty decent chemistry between Hayes and Farabee. I think adding Giroux to that mix could really jumpstart uh, Joel's career and um, give Hayes a few more chances to create some goals of his own. And, man, I just – I love what that uh, – I love the idea of what that line could create. And then you get – you keep Lindblom and TK with Couturier, and suddenly, you know, if Patrick or Frost or whoever finally steps up to be the 3C uh, gets to play with, say, Voracek and JVR, man, that's that's a hell of a top nine. That is a really good top nine. Do we really lose Giroux for nothing in two years? What? I mean, no. He's got this one and two more left on his on his deal, I believe. Uh, and then you re-sign him because he's one of the best players in franchise history. Um, the chances of Claude Giroux ever leaving this franchise are very low. I'm telling you that right now. When his contract, when he's eligible for an extension, he'll get one. That's I, I very much believe that. Put Ghost on the wing. He could be creative on the wing. I just, I think he has so much better vision, and he's so, I just, I don't see how taking time and space away from a guy would make him better. Like, his whole game is having everything in front of him and reacting to the time and space he has. I don't see how putting him on top of, I just, I don't think that would be a good fit. Like, I think, um, I've, I've been an advocate in the past of guys, I used Mike Vecchioni as a uh, as an example. I think players who are like, especially right-handed players, because they're such a premium on right-handed defensemen. I think if you're like a borderline AHL, NHL sort of bottom six center, um, like a Vecchioni was, something like that, it would behoove you to play defense, I think you'd be just as good as, as half the defensemen in the league. Like, you can immediately step in and replace a Robert Haig if, if you if you put the time into learning the position, and you already have the puck-handling skills of being a forward. <clears throat> you already know all the other assignments on the ice. Um, I, like, I think that transition forward to defense is much easier than defense to forward. Um, it, you go from having a ton of time with the puck to no time. Uh, I, I just don't think that would be a good fit for Ghost because the vision and the time and space, I just I don't see how taking those things away from him would help him. All right, a couple more here, guys. Thanks for hanging out tonight. I saw a glimpse of the old Ghost tonight. He will come around, just get Haig away from him. I would love to blame Haig, but it has nothing to do with his lack of playmaking ability when the puck is on his stick. That's, you know, there's a ton of things I think contribute to Ghost's poor start. Um, having him with a guy who's always stuck in the defensive zone when he struggles himself in the defensive zone doesn't make sense to me. But uh, when he does have the puck on his stick, he just hasn't looked like the same player, and that has nothing to do with Robert Haig. All right, guys. Uh, Newark is beautiful this time of year, Bill. I've been uh, I've been to the new – that arena's not bad. There's a couple nice bars around it and stuff. Uh, but it's um, – Flyers-Devils games are never good. That's uh, – it's it's the worst thing in the world. I'm sorry, I know you're trying to sell your tickets, but having devil's tickets, that's a mistake to begin with. Uh see if there are any more comments. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, that is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio tonight. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for joining me. 
If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button wherever podcasts are found. You get the post games delivered right to you. You get the checking out the competition where Kelly talks to um, Kelly talks to reporters and writers from the opponents and kind of gives you a preview going into each game. You get fly perbole. You get, of course, the flagship show BSH Radio. You get BSH Brief. You get the wrap ups. You get everything all in one place right on your podcast feed. Just search Broad Street Hockey. Hit that subscribe subscribe button. Give us those good reviews. Uh, that's it. That's all we have tonight. Thank you all so much for hanging out. My name is Bill Matz. I will be back on Friday for the post game after the Devils. I don't know if I'll be here, if I'll already be at the Borgata, but I will be somewhere doing that post game. Uh, yeah, so that's it. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.